0: Tina koutou katoona, mihi mahana ki a koutou i tīnei ata. Ko Miriam, toko ingoa. No otatahi me Tauranga hau. Ko te Maunga, whakaruru hau. Ko te Awa, whakaora. Ko Mike, Sokutani, tāne. Ko Samuel, raua. Ko Willem, oku tama. So um, my warm greetings to you this morning. My name's Miriam. I grew up under the sheltering shadow of a mountain called Mawau in Tauranga and beside the waters of the Wairua River, And now I live here, I was born here, have lived other places and have landed back here again. I have a husband called Mike and two sons called Sam and Will. So thank you for having me today. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, But for me, that doesn't mean that the service isn't for you. Sometimes when we say things like family service, it means in our heads, oh, okay, yep, chaos and nothing for me. Um, But what I really want to invite you is to remember this morning that we belong together. That's the point. It's not that it's for one or for the other. And I've been thinking a lot this morning about um, an experience I had when I was in a church I didn't know with a very small person, much smaller than this person, and there was nowhere to take the children, and my child started to make a fuss. And the vicar said, isn't it lovely to have the sounds of Bethlehem in the church today? It was Christmas. And I was so, um, in that moment, I was so welcomed. And actually, I just wanna say that. It's okay to have the sounds of Bethlehem in the church. We don't have cows or sheep, but we do hopefully have the sounds of life in the church and that's important. So um, you belong to these people around you. So just take a little minute and be like, "Hmm, some of you might wanna quickly exit. Have a little look and see, you belong to these people and they belong to you. So feel free just to like awkwardly look at one another during the service today and be like, oh, am I sure about that? But some of you will be very familiar with the amazing reading that Ben did for us this morning. Thank you, Ben. I was like, oh, I could just go home now, actually. That was so beautiful and so beautifully read. Uh, Lots of us are quite familiar with it, but David spent a lot of his childhood as a shepherd. And so this morning, I wanna talk a lot about sheep, and I wanna think about Jesus as our shepherd, and I wanna think especially about one sheep that I feel particularly um, keen to 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 love and uh, be encouraged by. But I think God speaks to all of us. So my hope is that for all of us today, there will be something that we will go away from today. Just one thing, I'm not, I'm not aiming for the whole thing, but one thing that you will go away with that feels meaningful for you, regardless of how old or young you are. So could you just... um hold up your hand or your little blazer or something. Hopefully you've all got a sticker. Yes? Awesome. Uh, we are going to be using those stickers, but I'm in the red sticker group. Uh, s- would someone from the red sticker group just stand up and be like, red for me? Stand up and say red. red. Oh, brilliant. Beautiful. And I think, um, hi, Viz. Were you standing up too? Hi, Viz. Hoodie? Are you Red. You're in my group? Awesome. This is coming at you. I'm a terrible thrower, so I'm apologising in advance. Oh, see what I mean? <laughs> it was caught by another red person. I'm um, sorry about that. So, this could get messy and dangerous. Uh, but if you're a red person and you see me do this at any point in the service and you want to run up, I might have a prize for you because you belong in my group. That's how it is, okay? So, but when we read the Bible, our goal in reading is always to match the text all the way from the Old Testament into the New Testament through the lens of Jesus. And that's, that's the goal today that I wanna do. So even though this psalm comes from the Old Testament and lots of us have heard it before, it speaks very clearly to Jesus and who God is and it links all the way through. It's an individual psalm of trust and it comes from someone who knows what it is to trust in God And it also comes from someone who knows sheep, right? Some of us know sheep a lot better than others because we've grown up in farming contexts. Some of us have been spared that except for like Sunday roast. Uh, That's how we know sheep. But this person who wrote this psalm knows sheep. And so I wanna talk a little bit about sheep. So shepherding in the ancient Near East, that's what we call the place where Jesus grew up and where David grew up is very different from shepherding in Aotearoa, New Zealand in 2022. So whenever I hear something like, the Lord is my shepherd, I'm thinking green fields and happy sheep, you know, trotting about with troughs of water. And I'm like, I don't really need know why the sheep need a shepherd at all, actually. Like, the only shepherds I've ever seen in action, they're not calling their sheep and the sheep aren't running happily towards them. The sheep are usually going in every other direction while they shout expletives at a dog who does the work for them. I say this as a dad who is a farmer. Uh, So that's not what shepherding is like where Jesus grew up. That's not what it's like at all. It's probably a lot more like that picture. So for nine to 10 months of the year, the pastures in the ancient Near East are brown and barren. There is no green pastures. That's almost the whole year. No green pastures of any kind. And shepherds have to plan their whole day around the availability of water. Sheep need a shepherd in the ancient Near East and they are vulnerable without one. And when the Psalm starts and says, the Lord is my shepherd, what it's actually saying is, the Lord is everything. My provider, my police protection. So sheep, and oh, by the way, I'm gonna give out some prizes that end. will be locking in facts about sheep, if you want me to like inappropriately throw lollies in bad directions. Sheep don't have any protection mechanisms. They don't have big horns, they don't have sharp claws, they don't have sharp teeth. Literally, the only protection they have is the shepherd. Their their protection, and for us as people, that's a really challenging statement. Our protection is not in our great police force or in our special government or in our ability to make money, or in what food is in the pantry, or in how clever and beautiful and fabulous we are, Our, the Lord is my shepherd, is not just a statement of, like, oh, cozy, nice. It's also a really radical statement of trust. I have no other protection. In the ancient Near East, there are no fields or cultivated, no fenced or cultivated fields. So every single day, the shepherd takes the sheep out of the village. I find that really challenging actually because sometimes I'm already out of the shepherd. I'm already out of the village all by myself and I haven't waited for the shepherd every single day to take me to a place where I'll be provided for. So the sheep follow the call of their shepherd eagerly. Why do they do that? Because they know that that's where their provision is. In In the psalm it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. Some more sheep facts coming at you now, lock them in. Sheep won't lie down. You can't force a sheep to lie down. I don't think anyone's probably ever tried, but if you would like to try next time you're on a farm, have a go. The sheep have to be safe and calm before they lie down. They won't lie down. You can't make them lie down. And they don't do that until they're in a position of trust. Another sheep fact. Sheep won't drink from fast-flowing water. They will not do it. They're frightened of the water. So when the shepherd brings them all to the river, if the river's flowing, they won't, they won't go near it and they'll wait to find a little eddy where it's coming in and the water is still. So when the psalm talks about still waters, it's actually meaning still waters because other water is going too fast and it's frightening. So the shepherd knows what the sheep need. And this has e- uh, echoes if you are a, a Bible reader from early days. This is echoes of the Exodus, right? The sheep are stuck, they are vulnerable, and they need to be led out. And just like God led the Israelites out, the shepherd leads out the sheep. Sheep need grass, they need water, and they need peace in order to digest their food, and that's when they lie down. So when they've had their food, and when they've had their still water, at that point they lie down. The question I ask myself is, how are those things evident in my life? Can I listen to the words of the shepherd if I'm constantly rushing from one thing to another thing and never letting my food digest, never having a daily rhythm in my life that is settled? So I said, I would ask, can I have like three people jump up and tell me a sheep fact? Come on. Oh look! Oh yes! Come on, green hoodie. Yell me one out. Two green hoodies, actually. Yep. Awesome! You can't make the sheep lie down. Okay, there's some lollies coming this way. Everybody, that's not you, duck. Oh, oh dear. Okay, I'm I'm seeing another one. Oh, oh, I'm not. Well, someone's walking though. Awesome, thank you very much. Good helping, everyone. This is very good community work of making sure the lollies get to the right people. Second green hoodie, give me a fact. Ah, beautiful, brilliant. It's coming at you, everyone, duck. Oh, dear, see, (laughs) this is why. You know, like, I'm okay with children, but don't put me on your sports team. Okay, anything else? Can someone tell me something about the, the grass? Come on. Yep. Thank you. Great work. Awesome. I know. That's right. Well done. And quarter as well. That was not me. That was her, all her. Well done. Thank you. Good concentrating, everyone. I have got more lollies, so, you know, keep thinking. The next part of the psalm says he restores my soul. That literally means he gets me to come back. He causes me to come back. I'm out in the wilderness and I'm lost and the shepherd helps me to come back. That's what restoration of your soul means. It means I'm actually helped to come back. He revives my life. He goes after me when I am lost. And then he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. What is his namesake? Well, what that means is that actually, (coughs) that's the good thing about not using handset. You don't have to cough into the microphone. You can cough away from it. Uh, is that God's name is made great, why? Because of the way the sheep are cared for. That's what makes God's name great. Not some power trip, not some everyone must, but this thing of like, my name's sake is to cause you to be on the right path. I keep my sheep on the right path. I don't let them go down off the crevices and into the crannies, I keep them on the right path. That's how you know I'm good. That's what makes my name good is that I take care of you that I keep you safe. They are literally paths where you will not lose your way. It's not a prosperity, it's a security. This is the shepherd, the shepherd is not a shepherd of prosperity, is a shepherd of security. A good shepherd doesn't lose their sheep. And I find that very encouraging, that the good shepherd's job is to not lose me, not for me not to get lost, but for the shepherd not to lose me. We are like sheep. Have a look at someone nearby you. See if you can find someone that's a bit sheep looking, sheepish. I would have liked, it would have been great if I'd worn a sheep costume today, but uh, maybe not. So I'm gonna talk about three types of sheep now and I want you, especially if you've come with someone you know, whether it's like a friend or a parent or a partner, I want you to be trying to work out in your mind what kind of sheep they are. So the first sheep we have, that's what I call the independent sheep. This is the sheep that thinks it doesn't really need anyone else. It's actually kind of okay on its own. It doesn't really need to belong to the flock. In fact, it would like a better view. And off it goes up the mountainside, only to perhaps discover that it's not doing so well on its own. And as you can see here, the shepherd in the picture, I mean, that's a high hill to climb. The shepherd doesn't say, well, fine, you wanted to go off on your own, good luck to you. The shepherd comes after the sheep. And some of us, I think, are a little bit tempted sometimes to think we can do it all by ourselves. If we're two or three, we are 100% certain we can do it by ourselves. And perhaps if we're 14, we're also quite sure we can do it by ourselves. And sometimes at 44, I'm also quite certain I can do it by myself. But when I say the Lord is my shepherd, that means I'm a sheep and sheep belong in a flock. Shepherds don't ever have one sheep. They might leave the 99 to find the one, but they don't have one sheep. They have a flock and that flock belongs together. And so for some of us, we need to remember that we're independent and that's not supposed to be how it is. And that's why when we're all in together like this, even though it's noisy and wriggly and distracting, This is what it's supposed to be like, right? Sheep belong together to one another. So some of you are maybe a little bit like that sheep. I'm not gonna tell you if you are. Let the Holy Spirit do that work. Some of us are more like this sheep. And we've got stuck and we've got lost and we are in the brambles and we have got no hope of getting out. And some of us have courageously come to church this morning or we're watching online and we actually feel a bit like this. We have got stuck, we are frightened. And when sheep are lost, this is another sheep fact for you. All of you going to school in a, couple, in a week's time, you're gonna have all the facts. Some of us, uh, it, when sheep get lost, they actually try and hide. So they make it worse for themselves. They usually, you know, like they back into a wee cranny or a crevice, get more stuck and more lost, and they start quivering and bleating. And if the shepherd doesn't find them, do you know who will find them? A wild animal will find them. And so the shepherd needs to be listening and looking for that sheep and running to hide them. And when that sheep is found, if it's really, really frightened, it actually can't walk. Remember how you can't make sheep lie down if they don't want to? You can't make a frightened sheep walk. And so the shepherd has to pick up the sheep and carry it home. And in our refrain, we have that cute little lamb and the very kind of European, unfortunately, looking Jesus, who's not European, but uh, we have that cute little lamb, and that looks very cute. If you've ever tried to carry an adult sheep, you will know that that's not an easy job. So some of us are actually frightened and stuck, and the shepherd comes to find us too, and clears us out of the brambles. And we, at that point, might have been making such a fuss and such a noise, and we're still completely freaked out, and the shepherd picks us up and carries us back. And maybe some of us are like the sheep and we are just plain silly. us are like that. The shepherd rescues us, he gets us out of the ditch while we wiggle and fuss, and then we come straight back into it. Have a little look at the people around you and work out if you can work out what kind of sheep they are. Do you know what? No sheep is a perfect sheep, and I find that very reassuring. Because if I'm a sheep, and Jesus is a shepherd, I'm going to probably get myself into all three of those situations. Are we able to trust the shepherd, or do we think we've got it under control? What kind of sheep are around you? I'm going to ask our next readers to come up now, and after the reading, we are going to repeat our refrain together. Oh, awesome. We've got extra stickers happening down the front here too. It's very exciting.
1: Luke chapter 15, verses 3 to 7. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And from John 10:7 to 15. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits. Sorry, all who came before me are thieves and bandits. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away and Because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Thanks be to God.
0: Right, just for exercise' sake, let's stand up and say the refrain together. We belong to one another. We are loved by the great shepherd, Jesus. I belong to this community. I am not too old or young. I have something to contribute. I have something to receive. By God's grace, I am welcome. Feel free to wiggle as you sit down. I'm gonna tell you a little story that comes from a book called The Good Shepherd. During the riots in Palestine in the middle 30s, a village near Haifa was condemned to collective punishment by having all its sheep and cattle sequestrated by the government. So the government took all the sheep and cattle away. Now, the people who owned them were allowed to buy them back at a fixed price. This is a true story, by the way. Among them was an orphan shepherd boy whose six or eight sheep or goats were all he had in the world for life or work. This is the part where I get emotional, even though uh, it's a story. Somehow he obtained the money for their redemption. So he went to the big enclosure full of all the sheep and the coats and all of the other things to get their redemption, to buy them back again. And he went to the British sergeant in charge. Now, the person in charge said to him, well, you know, you're welcome just to take your six or eight because, you know, you're not going to know which they are. That your little flock, how could you possibly pick your little flock out of all these hundreds and hundreds? But the little shepherd thought differently because he knew better. And giving his own, his call, for he had his shepherd's pipe, which is called a nigh with him, his own separated from the rest of the animals and trotted after him. Isn't it beautiful that Jesus knows us, that Jesus knows who we are, that Jesus can recognize us and that we can know him. The shepherd leads the sheep out into a treacherous world and provides for them in that world. This relationship is special and it involves every one of his sheep. What's really interesting for me is that when Jesus says that he's the good shepherd, he's doing that really intentionally. He is alluding, if you remember, Ben read two parts for us today. He read from Psalm 23 and then he read from Ezekiel thirty-four, fifteen to 16, which says this, I myself will tend the sheep and have them lie down. I will shepherd the flock with justice. And what Jesus is doing when Jesus says, like in the readings we just heard, I am the good shepherd, he's actually saying, I'm not a good shepherd, I'm not like a shepherd, and therefore you can trust me. He's saying, remember those verses from the Old Testament that talk about God shepherding the flock? Here I am, I'm God, and I'm here to shepherd you. That's a really intentional choice of an I am that that Jesus is doing here. I am the one who is gonna meet your needs. I am the God who has come to shepherd you with justice. It's very profound, and we don't get that sometimes because we don't know those little connections. One of the commentators talks about the good shepherd and his sheep being fastened together. That that idea of God calling God's a shepherd fastens God to the sheep, right? There's no such thing as a shepherd with no sheep. So when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he's saying, I, there's a fastening between us. We actually belong together in a special way. Jesus invites us to know as we are known. And so we say, you don't have to stand up this time, but so we say the refrain again, and then I'm gonna talk about one little sheep that I love. So we belong to one another. We are loved by the great shepherd Jesus. I belong to this community. I am not too old or young. I have something to contribute. I have something to receive. By God's grace, I am welcome. Any reds? Oh, come on, yeah, come on, green hoodie. I love you. Good for you. Green hoodie is unafraid. Yeah, look, take a little handful back and share them with people you like. See, other red spots, you could have had that, but no, you weren't brave enough to come running. So good work, me and that little green sheep, we know the shepherd's cool. So there's a story at Easter time, which I really love, uh, that that links these two ideas of Jesus, of the Lord being our shepherd, of Jesus being the shepherd, and of us being the sheep. So a friend and follower of Jesus, has gone to the garden in the dark of the morning before the sun has risen. She's gone to a cemetery, and her heart is broken because she has watched Jesus, her friend, whom the person she thought was the Messiah, subjected to a brutal crucifixion. And now when she gets to the garden, someone has stolen the body. It is gone. She watched where Jesus was buried. And she was going there, I don't know, maybe to sit next to Him and cry a bit more. She, some, some of the um, gospels say she was going to do to anoint Him. But whatever happens, He is not there. He's gone. And she has her heart is broken. It's not just broken that she's lost her friend. Now some terrible person has dishonored Him and taken His body away. And she is walking around the garden and she's got tears running down her face. Is probably snot. You know, some of you are good at that kind of crying. Full body crying. And she turns around and she bumps into the gardener and she says to the gardener, just tell me where you took him. You know, she's that upset. And the gardener says something. The gardener says, Mary. That's what the gardener says. And the minute... That she hears her name, she knows who's saying it. Now, if you're like me and you're a mum, there's a lot of people yell mum in the world, right? When you're walking down the street, mum, mum, you know the sound of your mum in your child's mouth, right? So you hear the mum, you stop, do a little freeze, is that my mum? And then you hear the second, mum, and you're like, oh no, that one's not me. Not me, I can keep going. See, what happens in this moment is Mary hears her name, Mary. But she knows who is saying it because she is so familiar with the sound of that person saying her name. And we go, oh, remember that bit in the Bible where it says, I call my sheep by name and they won't follow someone else because they know who I am? That's happening right here. Right here in this moment, this special friend of Jesus is marked as a true disciple of Jesus, as a true follower. Why? Because she knows what her name sounds like when he says it. That's the beautiful thing for me. This moment where she can leave behind what she thinks is happening, what she thinks did happen, and she can have her whole story turned upside down by the sound of her name being spoken by someone she knows. Well, thanks for listening. We hope this teaching has served you well and that you've sent something of God's voice speaking to you. If there's any way that we can help or pray for you, support you in any way, we'd love to be able to do that. You can find out our contact info on our website at thewellnz.org or flick us an email at
1: support at thewellnz.org. God bless you. We look forward to hearing from you soon.